1: Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Olive Magazine podcast. This is episode four in a series of podcasts exploring gut health. In this episode, we'll be examining how gut health is linked to mental health.
0: Uh, hey, guys, it's uh, Adam, uh, Olive's uh, deputy food writer. I'm here with Kerry Torrens, who's um, a nutritionist uh, and health writer, and has been working uh, in the industry for 15 years, working for both Good Food and Olive. Um, how are you doing? Are you all right? I'm
1: really good. Thanks, Adam.
0: Perfect. Um, and you're here to talk to me about gut health and uh, mental health and like sort of the, the correlation between the two because there's a lot of um, research at the moment, like linking these two two things. Um like how, how are they connected, really?
1: Well, it's a really exciting area. Um, we're learning so much about the the gut microbiome at the moment. Um, there's been a huge number of studies. And there's been these links now uh, telling us that our intuition, where we had butterflies in our tummy, gut-wrenching feelings, actually there's more to that than we might really think, that mm. there is a real reality in what's happening in our stomach and what's happening in our brain. And we know this for a number of things. There's not just a physical connection between the two, but there's also a chemical connection between Mm -hmm. the two. So although we sometimes thought it's a brain-gut one-way sort of um, relationship, so if we're going for an exam, we're stressed, it upsets our tummy, Mm -hmm. we actually know there's actually a two-way link. So there's also what's happening in our stomach, can impact our brain and it can make us feel anxious, it can make us feel fearful or depressed. Mm-hmm. And the links that we've established are that there's a physical connection and that's via the nerves, mm-hmm. so between the, the, the gut and the brain. And one of the, the really important aspects of that is the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. And that vagus nerve has a bidirectional um, relationship between the two organs um, and it transmits all sorts of messages. In addition to that, we've got a chemical interrelationship. So this is things like brain chemicals that we now know some of these good bacteria actually produce in our gut.
0: What what would have been an example of that?
1: Serotonin, for Mm. example. About 70% of our serotonin, maybe a little bit more, the majority of Mm. our serotonin is produced in the gut. And serotonin is the brain chemical that makes us feel happy. Wow. Yeah. So it's really important. Another brain chemical that can be produced by these bacteria is one called GABA. And GABA is to do with anxiety and fear. So again, really important: the amount or, or balance, rather, of the bacteria in our gut can have a real impact on how we're feeling.
0: Wow! And this is like—is this fairly new research, or is this has this been known for a while, or is it?
1: There's, there's been a lot of sort of thoughts about this, and mm-hmm. there's been um, beliefs that there's been a connection between the brain. And mental health and mm-hmm. certain mental conditions, um, but we're only now seeing how important this is. And I think there's there's studies going on with with mice with animals mm-hmm. that are showing that you can actually by transferring um, by doing like a fecal transplant mm-hmm. between say a depressed person and a mouse, you can actually transfer that depression or those feelings, which is really quite astounding. So it's showing there's there's a lot to learn in this area.
0: But that's amazing, considering depression seems to be something that's just quite prevalent. I mean, in, in, at the moment, not prevalent, but like it's, it's been talked about far more. And uh, maybe learning about how we can potentially improve our own mental health through what we eat is is, is pretty amazing.
1: It is, absolutely. You know, we can make huge changes to our, our guts. Mm. Um, we've got to remember that when we were born, um, a certain amount of our gut was started through being in our mother's womb, mm-hmm. so in utero, and then also as we were born, so the the, the nature of our birth mm-hmm. can have an impact, so vaginal births mm-hmm. naturally seed the microbiome. And our first three years of life can have a huge impact on our microbiome and establish by about third years, it's established for adulthood. Mm-hmm. But having said that, even though our early years are important, it's not the end of it, so we can make changes as we go through life.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, I mean, how how would we do that through our diet?
1: Well, through your diet, you need to look at what you're eating. So there has been um, some correlation between poor diet and and depression, for mm-hmm. example. So a high sugar diet, a high fat diet, a diet that's rich in processed foods can all cause problems for your microbiome. Um, High-fat foods, for example, can can encourage um, a type of bacteria that's less helpful. So by looking at your diet, and a food diary can be really useful here, Mm. because sometimes we, we underestimate what we eat or we don't actually we we sort of very conveniently ignore some things that we eat. Yes, so keeping yeah. a food diary can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to watch the sugars that you're eating. You need to watch the artificial sugars that you're eating as well because they've been seen to actually... Um, again, encourage a form of, of bacteria that's not terribly helpful. Um, so artificial sugars tend to pass completely unprocessed through the system. And when they're in the lower intestine, they can actually cause problems which mm-hmm. can lead to endotoxins, right. um, which can cause all sorts of problems to the gut mm-hmm. and to the brain. So reducing additives, it, cooking from scratch mm-hmm. is 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 the best way. Increasing the variety of what you're eating. So aim for a minimum of about 30 different plant-based foods. That's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. So that's over a week. Mm, so wow, okay. whole, grain, whole grains, mm-hmm. um, plants, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, all of these. A diversity is really important to encourage diversity in the gut. Mm-hmm. And the secret is balance and diversity in the gut to maintain health.
0: Because I think that was one thing that was interesting for me is that it's not just eating fermented foods that, you know, have a have, high in bacteria, if, if you like, but also it, it, they are on and in everything really, aren't they? So it's, it's not just about, you know, going and buying a jar of kimchi and, and eating the whole thing or having like a tablespoon a day. It's also about having a wide, um eating lots of many different fruits and vegetables to, to add to that, to the microbiome. It,
1: it, it is, you're absolutely right. So for example, when I was talking about as a child, when you're, you're, Um, developing your microbiome, which is so important for your immune system as well as your mental health. As a baby, if you're breastfed, then you're getting the the sort of perfect food. Mm -hmm. We now know that in um, breast milk, there's something called oligosaccharides, which we don't actually digest as a baby, but our good bacteria do. So it's sort of a natural food.
0: So we've created something which actually actively feeds... Not us, but our, our,
1: our microbiome, our yeah. yeah. And then as you, you're introduced to weaning foods and more solid foods, you are, as you say, taking in bacteria and viruses mm-hmm. into your system through eating that food. And um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's on everything. And what we eat, therefore, does have an impact on um, the bacteria and viruses and yeasts that live inside us.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, how can our, what we eat sort of change our, our like, day-to-day mood, if you like?
1: Um, Well, one impact here is is definitely blood sugar Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, because eating a high sugar or high GI diet can really cause big swings in your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And that this can lead to irritability and it can lead to mood, uh, poor mood. Now, the gut bacteria are also involved in managing blood sugar. Um, There's an interesting study actually that looked at postmenopausal women that um, had poor insulin. Tolerance. So these women didn't control their blood sugar well because they didn't react to the insulin. They weren't sensitive enough to insulin. And by adding ground flaxseed to breakfast, mm. to say their porridge or to a chia and oat bowl or whatever, they can actually improve their insulin sensitivity and therefore balance out blood sugar. Right. Um, so that can have a real impact on, on mood. And then it's also eating foods that are good for the brain. Mm-hmm. So Fatty fish are always the first ones that come up mm-hmm. because they provide these omega-3s and the brain is, is largely um, made up of a type of omega-3 called DHA. And Fatty fish are just the best so thing. things
0: like mackerel, salmon, that kind absolutely,
1: of thing. and fish roe can be really useful as well. So, like salmon roe or even caviar, if yeah, you can yeah. stretch to it. Yeah. Um, and then Dog disorders, by the way, yes. <laughs> um, and then also things like um fiber, nuts, and seeds, plant foods, all of these are going to be beneficial. So, you know, cooking from scratch is the first thing mm-hmm. because then you're cutting out so many of the things that not only disrupt your blood sugar, but harm your gut bacteria as well.
0: Perfect. And can gut health affect the way we sleep?
1: It can. um, Certainly in terms of um, disrupting blood sugar again, Mm -hmm. because these gut uh, bacteria are involved in helping us balance blood sugar. Um, It's also, I guess, in terms of just maintaining equilibrium, really. And... um, so keeping the blood sugar steady keeping the body in equilibrium mm-hmm. can all help with with yeah with sleep okay and actually dairy can be really helpful for sleep and eating something that's rich in tryptophan um because you know i mentioned serotonin yeah serotonin is made from tryptophan and tryptophan is an amino acid in protein foods so mm-hmm. things like turkey dairy are all good sources of tryptophan so um where you used to be told you know a glass of milk and a cookie at night mm. will help you sleep. It's absolutely true, yeah, because you can get the tryptophan in the milk, and tryptophan is better absorbed with some carbohydrate from a cookie Perfect. so, um, yeah, that helps you sleep because serotonin also produces melatonin, yeah. which is the hormone that makes you sleep, yeah, so there's so your connection so there's your really. yeah. Right, so.
0: Having good gut health creates serotonin, which can create melatonin, which helps sleep.
1: And because so much serotonin is produced in the gut, it's such an important area.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for talking to me, Gary. It's been really interesting.
1: That's no problem. You've been listening to a special edition of the Olive Magazine podcast. Check out the other three podcasts in this series on gut health at olivemagazine.com.